Hi, welcome to Nutra Champion, a podcast series where we speak with experts specializing in nutrition research, including scientists, doctors, and policy makers. Here, we will find out more about their research journey, their career, and even some personal life lessons. I'm Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and your host for this podcast. You can listen to our past episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In this episode, I'm very honoured to be joined by Professor Ai Ping Lu, the Dean and the Dr. Kennedy Wong Endowed Professor of the School of Chinese Medicine at Hong Kong Baptist University. He is also the President of China Mirror Committee, ISOTC 249, for traditional Chinese medicine. And he is also the head of the Chinese Medicine Standardization Office at the State Administration of Traditional Chinese Medicine in China. From October 1999 to October 2002, Prof. Liu was the director of the Institute of Basic Theory at the China Academy of Chinese Medical Sciences, short form CACMS. He then served as the chairman of Jiangxi Herbfine Pharmaceutical for four years until June 2006. From June 2006 to February 2012, Prof. Liu served as the deputy director of the Institute of Basic Research in Clinical Medicine at the CACMS. Prof. Liu has published about 500 academic papers in top international journals, including Nature Medicine, Nature Review in Drug Discovery, Nature Communications and Biomaterials in the Area of Integrative Medicine, addressing issues such as bone and joint diseases, cancer, bioinformatics, and drug discovery. Hi, Prof. Liu. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. My pleasure. Thank you. So let's start off uh, our discussion by talking about COVID-19. So as we know, right, uh, as a result of the outbreak of COVID-19, there has been a heightened interest in traditional Chinese medicine, such as the uh, Tsinghua Qinggan and the Lianhua Qingwen. So uh, the Chinese authorities have listed them as a standard therapy of COVID-19 treatment. I would like to ask for your views on this. Um, actually, how much is known about TCM compounds and its effects and mechanisms of action on COVID-19? Okay, yeah, basically, you know, uh, in the traditional Chinese medicine, I call Chinese medicine, the, uh, I would say the therapeutic is, is not, you know, based on the virus, you know, killing or even it's not based on the, you know, immune enhancer. It's more like it based on, you know, Chinese medicine, the unique, you know, theory or principle. So that's why actually one epidemic game, actually the Chinese medicine practitioners, they use a herbal formula or even other type of, you know, Chinese medicine interventions to, to, to handle this in the situation like COVID-19. So in the past year or two years, I, I would say that, the, uh, the the international level actually we have uh, we call the three herbal formula and the three you know I would say herbal products. Product means you know it's a license in the market already. Herbal formula means the consensus you know herbal formula that means a mixture of herbs. So that's at national level. So we we actually have six you know type of you know herbal formula. And among them, three actually is a licensed product already, including you mentioned the two, uh, uh, Lianhua Qingwen, Qinghua Qinggao. Uh, the 
product, I would say that three products, including Lianhua Qingwen, especially I think uh, Lianhua Qingwen, actually they have several uh, uh, RCT and clinical trial uh, to show that the uh, the product actually can have you know can benefit those patients with I would say the virus infection or common flu you know virus infection. So along this side, actually uh, they can show some you know. Uh, 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 you know, I would say the improve the health for those, you know, COVID-19 uh, infection patients. I see. So it's like uh, there's a lot of clinical trials, several clinical trials done on products such as Lianhua, Qingwen already, and it has shown like some improvements in COVID-19 yeah, that's patients. right. That's right. It's, it's not, I would say it's not real, you know, big scale for COVID-19 patients because in mainland China actually not so many uh, cases already. So they did some, you know, uh, clinical study uh, overseas for that. Uh, so that is a whole uh, national level uh, recommendation for this, you know, three herbal formula, three product. And actually in, in China, in different areas, in south part, north part, or even uh, several provinces or cities, they, 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 they made, a, you know, I would say the supplement recommendations based on, you know, the local situation, like in Shanghai city, you know, you know besides of these three herbal formula, three products, they made, you know, kind of, you know, uh, extra or add-on you know, recommendations. That means another type of herbal formula for that. Uh, so that, that's the whole situation for the Chinese medicine in China for the COVID-19. I see. So in this case, right, what do you think are the further research that could be done on COVID-19 using uh, traditional Chinese medicine? Uh, 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 as a key person, a key uh, principle is, again, is for the uh, clinical trial. We need more clinical trial, uh, so uh, I, I would say the worldwide, it's it's well you know designed uh, clinical trial, and the second one is try to make the product you know uh, you know the quality control, uh, at highly consistency and well controlled. So I would say two two part clinical trial to make sure the efficacy and safety and also the quality control, because the herbal formula is a mixture. Uh, sometimes it's very difficult uh, to, you know, to make sure that the quality control in, in, you know, consistency. I see. So, um, based on your understanding of the existing clinical trials that use um, TCM on COVID-19 patients, right? Um, what do you think are some of the ways that these trials could be better powered and better, better designed? Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's not some you know, much clinical trial, we are doing that worldwide. Uh, and especially since the HEPA products not, you know, uh, authorized somehow by the other, you know, uh, countries, you know. So, 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 so the clinical trial, the first in effect is actually, you know, recruit those patients. So I think for clinical trial, we need to move uh, in overseas, so the I hope that well you know uh, the you know I would say the for those epidemic you know authority or organization they need to open the eye try to recruit or include the herbal medicine how they can be you know you know make it benefit to the patient somehow so it need to open you know worldwide to open eye 
to, to, to help a formula or help a product and, and, and hope that we can do more uh, well-designed or large-scale clinical trial for the help of product in, uh, for the COVID-19. Indeed, indeed. Actually, uh, I think at this time, right, uh, the U.S. is already starting on some clinical trials uh, involving the uh, Lianhua Qingwen uh, product. Yeah, so... Yeah, well, so I would say we, we need to still more, you know, uh, some support from, I would say from those, you know, uh, uh, special, you know, uh, you know, whether organization or institution uh, in U.S., you know, even, uh, you know, basically those, this type of, you know, epidemic, this type of disease actually is not like a common disease. It's controlled somehow by special, you know, unit in, in all the countries, actually. Yeah, so um, I also understand that uh, you are very passionate about TCM and conducting the, the need to conduct randomized clinical trials on TCM. So based on your observations, right, what do you think are some of the achievements and new breakthroughs seen in this area? So can you also provide some examples? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, once, you know, the uh, randomized clinical trial, if well conducted, and if the outcome is positive, you know, definitely this intervention or, or, or will be accepted by you know other you know country or associations. So that's why so many actually. Let's say take acupuncture for example. Okay, so many RCT conducted already, and so many positive outcome. That that's why the acupuncture become kind of you know part of. We call the clinical practice guidelines for many types of diseases or many conditions like low back pain, you know, urine incontinency, or so many. I, I would say that well, in, 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 in even included in in the World Health Organization some type of clinical practice guidelines for that. And uh, hopefully for the natural for the herbal medicine or herbal formula product, uh, if we can do more RCT, and uh, if the positive. If the outcome are positive, definitely will be included in our, you know, clinical practice, practice guidelines as kind of herbal product. Uh, what more do you think could be done to raise the standards of RCT that uses um, TCM? What do you think are the gold standards that RCT involving TCM should aspire towards? Okay, for the acupuncture, I, I would say it's more easy control somehow because the acupuncture is only you know just part of the uh, intervention it's a needle and uh, the where should be needed okay <laughs> but for the herbal product i think several uh, points actually the first one is you know since it's the large scale uh, rct we need to do that worldwide or even several centers okay that include you know international centers and a herbal product actually several way. I, I mentioned earlier that the quality control and also the you know regulation. Uh, you know we can do that in, in mainland China, but we're not in, in Hong Kong even. <laughs> okay, so so the regulation actually uh, should be you know uh, somehow even or partial open to that RCT. With the herbal product, so that's I would say the first important first issue is regulation should allow the natural product or herbal medicine to be included in the RCT worldwide. 
of course, we can show that we, we are doing very nice you know, in terms of quality control. Uh, and the second one, actually, that I call the indication somehow. So uh, for for the herbal medicine or herbal uh, you know product, actually, we try to narrow down the indication. But currently, usually, we just say based on the disease. But even in a single disease, the patient can be regrouped re in several other subtitles or subgroups. So, like in the in Chinese medicine, we are going to the syndrome differentiation. It's not based on the disease, but but if we select the inclusion criteria or in, we, we select the you know the suitable uh, indication for that product, we need to think about that. So uh, I think two way it's recuration and the indication should be well defined. You know the uh, the in the clinical trial for for the herbal product. Yeah, yeah. I think you have mentioned the two the two key challenges as well. Um, the regulations and the in the definition of the indications. Exactly. So yeah, yeah actually, uh, for regulations, right? Um, you know, uh, why is it that you know some countries have not yet included or allowed uh TCM and uh, RCTs to be conducted using TCM. Well, yeah. What could be some of the reasons behind this? Uh, I would say that the reason that, okay, again, two things. Okay, One is quality control. Okay, We need to more data uh, to control the quality of the you know, uh, herbal product. Uh, the, the thing that herbal product kind of mixture of herbs Okay, so in 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 the chemical manufacturer, you know, we still need to do more to make sure that the product, the product actually, uh, you know, it's it's real difficult. You know, it's a mixture. You know, you can think about that. You know, in, in chemistry, okay, we try to use a use a fingerprint. They they you cannot say the hundred percent. You know, same. Okay, you know, batch to batch. You know, it's different. You know, so uh, you know, how you can define that. So that's how, that. That's uh, one of thing. Uh, and another one is the indication. Define the indication because you know in, in China, especially in mainland China, we always say they have a formula. It's used for we call you know syndrome, the Chinese medicine syndrome or, syn or, or Chinese medicine pattern. That means in the subgroup of a patient with one. Whatever defined disease or diseases. <laughs> so again, the two part: recreation uh, indication and the quality control. Oh, of course, the recreation is more like a quality control and RCT outcome. How is safe or efficacy or effectiveness or not something like that? So, yes. go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the quality control, right? Does it also include the part about standardization? Of the herbal uh, compounds that's been used. Well, it's long story for that. Of course, definitely, okay. definitely. You know, mm -hmm. the so the uh, uh, several several things. The, even the procedure pro pro uh, processing the each herb. So it's too complicated. That's why the regulation need more information, more you know, more data to support that. And and this actually the. Uh, the big challenge for for the herbal product, especially for the mixture, you know, compared to the Western drugs, fewer compounds, so easy. 
Okay. Either you, you get it from, you know, extract from natural resources, or you can use chemical synthesizers compound. That's so easy way. But for the mixture, you can think about different herbs that can boil it together, or even use alcohol extract those compound, or you know, so many interaction. <laughs> it's not yeah. not not identify only. It can be interaction. It can be a new compound. It can be well. It it too complicated anyway. So that's why the quality control. Uh, even for we call that you know manufacturing process. You know manufacturing process may be changed a little bit for the compound somehow. It's it's too complicated. So that's why the regulation need more and more uh, data. So that's why FDA need the you know, CMC. So you know <laughs> you know you need so many you know data to support that you know uh, quality control uh, in consistency. I see, I see. Okay, and then uh, maybe uh, the, the part about indication is that it could be better defined because at the moment uh, the, the, the trials is looking at too many symptoms, uh, uh, the effect of the TCM on too many symptoms. It could be zoom, zoom in into only a few symptoms. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, in my uh, personal view, I would say the early stage, even I would say that try to forget about in the Chinese medicine uh, a syndrome or pattern, you know, I mean, in early stage, we just focus on the indication can be well defined by, by the biomedical scientists. That can be, you know, short stage or specific stage of a disease, whatever, okay, <laughs> you know. It's hard to use, we call the Chinese medicine syndrome, use kind of symptom or pang, feeling or tongue, appearance. forget about this, you know, this we, I call the Chinese medicine, uh, you know, uh, parameters. Okay, we can use, you know, other, you know, index or define that situation or indication for the patient. You know, like, you know, let's say COVID-19 infection, let's say it can be, uh, can be somehow the virus, you know, loading. I don't know. You could find other, you know, type of, you know, everyone, you know, can understand that situation. So we are not going to pursue those, you know, in the real Chinese medicine syndrome differentiation in a disease. I mean, in the early stage, uh, once we get, you know, the the uh, the correlation between the Chinese pattern and the, with biomedical science. And then we can use, you know, those, you know, uh, syndrome somehow. Yeah, I think you uh, you mentioned about a part that is very important, using terms that people can understand, like people who are not doing TCM, they can also understand. So I think that's that's the way forward, right? To, that's to right, that's it. right, that's right. Mm, okay, and also um, when we talk about uh, uh, TCM research, um, is there any way that we can integrate the research with the use of modern technology? Uh, actually, you know, we we discussed, you know, you know earlier. We we talk about, you know, it's not only talk about the Chinese medicine. We talk about, you know, both Chinese medicine and the modern technology because the disease is a Western medicine compound. Quality control. That's more like you know, it's modern technology already. So in, in my case, actually, I would say that uh, I try to focus on uh, I call it subgrouping of the patient with one specific disease. The subgroup means you know syndrome differentiation. So in, in Western medicine, let's say COVID nineteen, 
it's just COVID-19, okay? They can be mild, can be severe, okay? But actually, based on Chinese medicine syndrome situation, can be COVID-19 patient, can be in other groups, can be, you know, hot pattern, can be cold pattern, can be deficiency pattern, okay? But we don't know what the behind of that, you know, different pattern. But, you know, my, you know, research that try to redefine COVID-19 besides mild, severe, maybe I can, you know, regroup those COVID-19 in, in other type of, you know, uh, subgroups. So that's my uh, uh, focus. Well, of course, I'm doing not COVID-19, I'm doing that in rheumatoid arthritis. I can tell very simple, uh, you know, example for the rheumatoid arthritis. You know, some, some patients actually, the, the, the pain, they like warming up, okay? The joint pain. And some the the, the patient, the, the joint pain like a cool it down. But in, in Western medicine, they don't care. It's just arthritis. But in Chinese medicine, they're totally different, two subgroups. Okay, and then I need to go through what are different between those, you know, like, you know, going down and like warming up. Is there any molecular basis? Is there any biomedical science fundamental difference? So that I'm looking forward, for looking for looking into that and how the the conventional intervention will be the efficacy will be different. Yes, it definitely will be different because the two groups of that arthritis. So that's you know that's what I'm doing. That so I, I would say based on re sub regrouping those patients into different, you know, subgroup. And then we see the, even the conventional therapeutics, how they affect in the different subgroups. Okay, so I, that seems I'm talking about, you know, Western medicine, but actually we use Chinese medicine concept. Syndrome differentiation with that, actually we are trying to, you know, recruit that patient because the subgroup is different. And intervention, actually, we, the people use the conventional medicine that just, you know, use very similar, I would say the same after intervention, after diagnosis, okay? Uh, uh, in my case, I try to separate different in the, in the, in the, you know, conventional interventions. So, because we have several drugs, okay? Now, let's say we have, you know, four drugs for the arthritis, and then I can, I can tell them drug A could be for the arthritis with cool it down, or B could be for the warming up, something like that. So it's totally based on the Chinese medicine concept. We try to use you know, that concept into the modern technology and try to redefine that patient and find a very suitable, I would say precise, you know, intervention. So it's more like, you know, I always based on Chinese medicine for the precision medicine, including diagnosis and interventions. Okay, I'm wondering uh, if you could share like some examples of the exact uh, compound that's been combined with yeah. some other uh, okay. existing drugs. Okay, I, uh, you know, uh, I, I can tell you so we at the, the publication, my published paper already for the rheumatoid okay? Uh, and the conventional drug, we use sulfasalazine, SSZ, yeah. okay, SSZ. Okay. Okay, SSZ, it's a, it's a conventional uh, 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 drug for the rheumatoid arthritis. 
the uh, response rate for the patient is about 60 or maximum 70%. So that means around 30 or 40% will no benefit at all from the SSZ drug treatment, okay? And then I try to classify who are the responsive case, who are the not responsive case, and we try to use biomedical science or you call it modern technology to identify those different you know, molecular networks. And then we found that, and then we try to use that you know, uh, molecular biology uh, data and predict and screening uh, the other compound from Chinese herb medicine. So we found one of them, uh, the Chuan Xiong Qin, like castrasing, like castrasing. Okay, okay. It's, it, 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 it's a, a comp pure compound from uh, a Chinese herb, Chuan Xiong. Okay, uh, and then that's actually we predict that the, uh, the, uh, the compound is good. Uh, it's, it's very uh, uh, good for, uh, you know, synergizing the uh, SSD in terms of the uh, treatment of RI patient, okay? And then we use, of course, we, we need to verify in cell model, in animal model, uh, and, and we did that, it, it's true, and then we can go through the uh, uh, RCT clinical trial. Since the, uh, the uh, Chuan Xiong Qin, the lascastrasin, is, you know, it, it's, it's a licensed drug already in mainland China, it's not for eye patients, it's for chronic heart disease. Okay, and we, we predict and also we verify that if we use that like castrasing uh, combined with SSD will be give much benefit to the eye patient. And then we did the uh, uh, clinical trial and show that uh, it's almost, you know, 89% will be response to that combination treatment. So that's a real uh, uh, example. And I think we, we uh, published the paper you know, several years ago uh, in Nature Communication in Scientific Reports, I think. I see, I see. Okay, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think this is also like a very um, kind of like interesting uh, process as well for you all to identify the compounds that can work synergistically. That's right. You know, you, you know, you know, so that's why, you know, basically... Uh, even I don't like, you know, we, we separate Chinese medicine and Western medicine. It, you know, you might, you might thinking that, you know, I don't care about the Chinese medicine or Western medicine or Mongolia medicine. medicine. Uh, and for the patient, actually, the patient is just thinking about how, what, ty what type of benefit I can get from doctor, from medical science. I, don't, I never care about, you know, from China, North part, South part, or different area. I, I, I only care about the benefit uh, as mm -hmm. a doctor. Even I don't care about the, the Chinese medicine doctor or Western medicine doctor or what type of doctor. So mm -hmm. basically, in my, you know, in my understanding that doing that kind of research or even clinical trial, we just think about what type of benefit we can give to the patient. So that's, I think that's important. We are, not talk, we are not focused on the medical, what type of medicine itself. We are focused on the benefit to the patient. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So I think in that case, um, we can, I mean, in different medical system, in different types of um, like traditional system and also the conventional modern yeah. science, right? There's, there's benefits to, to all this. So we try to find the benefits of all different systems and make it 
maximize their benefits. Maybe we go back to the very beginning. So how did you begin your journey in in this area in the first place? Okay. To be honest, actually, I did select the Chinese medicine as my, you know, major. Uh, It's it's very long time ago, actually, when I was 15 years old. Uh, that's you know after you know the cultural revolution that's the second year we have your know, national they call the you know, i don't know uh, entrance you know examination for that uh, 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 and we just you know apply we select you know the the university okay and never think about the traditional chinese method even medical science i don't like med- i don't like you know doctors because the that you know the, the, the even the vaccine make made vaccination on in my arms. I, I you know I don't like the pain. <laughs> so mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, so that's why you know when I uh, uh, actually young stage uh, I don't like medical science at all, including you know traditional Chinese medicine. So unfortunately you know that time no other choice. I will I was you know uh, selected to be you know. <laughs> The Jiangxi, you know, University of Traditional Chinese Medicine, uh, uh, and when I, you know, go through that, you know, it's more like a traditional classical, you know, it's too complicated, you know, it's like a more cultural philosophy, you know, it's not like you know, you know, anatomy, not not like about chemistry. So, and then I like, you know, those, you know, I would say the Western medicine, you know, much more, you know, than the Chinese medicine. So uh, and then I back and then after the uh, graduation I went to US uh, European it's more like you know uh, uh, a tradition like you know modern uh, technology uh, special like a pathology immunology molecular biology and it became my major okay but uh, uh, and and after you know, several years and then you know finally I figured out that okay what well, Chinese medicine actually some idea some concept it's it's much much better than. I would say the, 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 the Western medicine, let's say holistic, let's say a formula, mixture, multiple target, okay, pattern classification, even in a single disease. I would say those concepts are so, so good. I mean, compared to the disease diagnosis, a single compound in you know, the drug discovery. So that's why I back to you know, Chinese medicine. So that's my, I would say, after I back from Sweden, and I, f- I finally figured out that you know, Chinese medicine is so, you know, powerful in terms of concept or in terms of direction for the future medical science. So that's why you know uh, I do a lot of the uh, you know the, the traditional uh, Chinese medical uh, medicine research. But it's hard to define. You know, it's pure Chinese medicine research. I would say it's more like it's integrated or multiple or interdisciplinary research. Of course, we from the you know, concept from Chinese medicine. Yeah, because you already have a background in the conventional, in the modern science like biotechnology, biomedical science like you mentioned earlier on. And it's from there, then you uh, went back to have a look at TCM and found that, oh, there's so many good things in TCM that could be better uh, develop and, and that's how you, you you started on this integ- integrative journey that's right 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, before that, actually, I, I, you know, sometimes I, I, I would say we two separate, you know, kind of two separate person, you know, before that, okay. Sometimes I'm doing, I would say it's more like independent Chinese medical research. And it's very difficult to explain those, you know, data, those outcomes to the, to the Westerners or to the biomedical science, scientists. But sometimes I can do the pure, you know, Western medicine research. And it's not so attractive because nothing new can put in the worldwide. You can think about that. If doing something immunology only, so many scientists worldwide already. So, so okay. I used to be independent Chinese medicine researcher uh, and also the, the Western medicine like immunology researcher independent. But nothing, you know, nothing new actually from Western medicine, okay? And nothing can be easy to be understood by the Western scientists. So if I do Chinese medicine only independently, so that's why, and finally I say, well, we need to think about the, how to you know, combine them, how to integrate them, and we can do much, you know, novel thing. It's good for the patient kind of integrative, you know, medicine. It's not only a concept. It's doing something is very new. So that two new concept, I tell you that, the reclassification of patient, reclassification of patient, that means we are not only doing the disease diagnosis, because disease diagnosis, you, you, you know, everyone know already, but I doing is different. It's under your disease diagnosis, I try to reclassify the patient, you diagnose already. Okay, for the intervention, okay, you're doing the pure compound drug. I doing something can maximize the synergy between your pure compound with another compound. So that's a combination. It's a combination more like a hepa formula, right? Hepa formula is a multiple compound. Now we are doing two. Hopefully we can do three later. Mm, okay, okay. But the concept is more like, I would say the concept is, is from Chinese medicine. I see. Then what do you hope to see in the area of uh, tra traditional Chinese medicine in the next maybe five years? <clears throat> uh, definitely, I would say the integration with biomedical science. Uh, uh, I, I, the key, I would say, is reclassification of the, of the, uh, you know, of the uh, patient with a type of disease. So that means you can make breakthrough in terms of diagnosis because it's not pure disease diagnosis, more like a disease diagnosis integrated with, you know, Chinese medicine pattern classification. So I think that will be definitely uh, will some, you know, breakthrough later in some special disease. And for the, I don't think the combination drug will be make breakthrough in coming five or 10 years. Definitely have a formula product will be doing more and more, you know, RCTs and to show the have a formula or have a product, the efficacy and safety and definitely quality control will be, uh, will be, you know, uh, well controlled somehow. So I think coming five or 10 years, what two, one is, I would say more like, you know, novel stuff, novel thing is kind of, you know, uh, reclassification of, of, of disease. And second one is more like a practical, it's more RCT for a herbal product uh, and with very nice quality control.
I see. Yeah, thank you, Prof. Lee, for sharing so much of your experience and also your opinions on how this uh, could be better improved. I guess it will be very beneficial for the other uh, professionals who are also specializing in TCM. I think this shared knowledge, the exchange of knowledge, can help to, you know, uh, improve the entire ecosystem. Thank you for your time again. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to Neutral Champion on Spotify. Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. You can also head to NutriIngredients-Asia.com for more content and news on the nutrition industry.